0: Welcome to the first episode in 2024 of Pit Pass NASCAR. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. Frenchie, before we dive into what we dive into today, how was your holiday? Holidays?
1: It was good. It feels strange to say that it's now 2024, given that yeah. for anyone who's a new listener to us, I am getting married in just a few months. So yeah, that's coming down to the wire. I'm Excited, which is good. Not really nervous. That's good. Let's see what else. Ah, I'm ready for racing to start back again. I guess we still have what? Just about a month until to the, clash. the Coliseum. Yeah. So yeah, that'll that'll be good. It's it's getting closer. I mean, it feels good that we've turned the calendar year. I feel especially old, but please,
0: please. Stop, stop while you're ahead there. So, I I know you were busy last night doing some wedding stuff, but when do, like, I, I don't remember, like, do our invitations going in the mail soon? Is that why you were working on them last night? Yes. So, we were stuffing
1: the envelopes, stamping everything. We just did that ourselves instead of paying yeah. someone to do it. So, yeah.
0: I believe they're being sent out today. Okay. All right. So, I'll have to... Uh... Listen, I expect my invitation to be like delivered by like like a regal like a lion or like some sort of like wild animal like you know real grand entrance sort of thing. So I don't know if you're ready for that, but or if if you did that, but yeah, you know that's that's what I expect. Just so you know, like that's what I d- I, d- I demand. I should say. I was
1: actually planning to have just some guy in a suit jump out and make it look like he was serving you to show up okay. in court, All right. but he's actually going to give you a... Well, now I ruined that surprise,
0: so I guess I have to cancel that and, and change it <laughs> to something else. That's, that's, you know, that's definitely fair. I think that guy would be in for a rude awakening because there's a ton of broken glass outside my apartment right now. Like, not outside my physical apartment, like outside the building. So... This is what happens when the Eagles suck and people drink out in the street after the game. They just shatter their bottles? Like oh, it's everywhere, exactly. yeah. Wow. yeah. Apparently, it's been a real problem over in my section of the city since they built this building. Yeah, I'm the first first person who lived here, so they started building it probably last year. But anyway, we won't bore everybody's time in the meantime but we're going to go through our driver list of everybody who's changed teams in after last season before this season there is obviously still some open seats i'll touch on that briefly at the end this is probably not going to be a terribly long episode but we'll start diving into things and giving our you know totally warranted and fully educated opinions on just about Everything. So up first we're gonna start with Justin Haley going to Rick Ware Racing. Frenchie, do you wanna start? Do you want me to start? I'm you know, happy to start if you want me to, or if you want to go ahead, go right ahead.
1: Uh yeah, let's let's go with you starting this one real quick, okay. just to get us kicked off.
0: So I know this is not a hot take, but I think this is a terrible move for Justin Haley. Rick Ware, Rick Ware Racing is always a mess. They're a mess in NASCAR. They're, they were kind of a mess on the IndyCar side of things with Dale Coyne this year. They always run towards the back in NASCAR. Justin Haley, who has a Cup Series win, had some good finishes last year, switched over to Rick Ware Racing, and honestly, I just I don't get it. I would... I would rather, if I was a driver, be part-time for a Colleague Racing or Stuart Haas or Spire or essentially anywhere other than going to Rick Rare Racing. So we're going to get some letter grades. I'm giving this one a D+. Not an F because he got a full season ride out of it, and you know that's always important. But I don't think we're going to see Justin contending for any top fives in 2024 maybe even no top tens
1: yeah it's hard to argue with that I think I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic and give it a C because I think he's a talented driver and I also think that he wouldn't just make this move if he saw it as a no hope option I mean Rick Ware does have an alliance with RFK so that could be helpful given how successful they were last season with all the wins that Chris Buescher was able to score so sure I mean I don't see it as a complete waste or you know it's better than him moving necessarily to some other teams that we're going to talk about later who i think are even less competitive but yeah i don't really understand it fully i'm sure he's got his reasons though he doesn't seem like a dumb guy and this obviously he hopes or thinks it will benefit his career in some way
0: yeah, I mean, just having a full-season ride could be beneficial in terms of seat experience before... I don't know if he has a multi-year contract here, but you know, whatever he can get is maybe beneficial. I just think the lack of quality in this seat is going to be damning in the end. Okay, moving down the list, Daniel Hemrick goes to Colleague. I'm going to give that a C plus. It's a good seat for a driver who hasn't had the best of luck or you know, greatest of, of times so far in the Cup Series. You know, dropped down to Xfinity for a little bit. Now he's back up in Cup. I think it's a good spot for him to be. There's not going to be a ton of pressure on him in a seat like that. You know, Colleg has some pretty dedicated fans from what I've seen after we talked to first rice whenever that was um, um, two months ago i think at this point but yeah i think that's a good spot for him to be in so c plus
1: i think i'm going to give it a b maybe this will be the way that it ends up working out is that i end up giving a bit in oral <laughs> higher grades but i'm not sure we'll see i think obviously he showed something at colleague in the xfinity series last year or in 2022 for them to want to Bump him up to Cup. He obviously didn't get a win in either of those seasons, but I don't know. He had some some good results, a lot of top fives, I would say, at least in twenty twenty three. So, you know, he is also a former Xfinity champion. I mean, he did win the final race of the season and didn't get any other wins in that season in twenty twenty one. But hey, I think. It's a positive for him. I don't know if it's going to be a good move long term. I'm not sure. Maybe others w- will be able to chime in on this, given that I'm kind of getting back into NASCAR after a few years off of it. Yeah. He seems like a relatively talented driver, but he doesn't seem like a champion in the making, in my opinion. Okay. So, or at least a cup champion is what I mean. Sure. But I, I think he, it's not like he's going to bring colleague down or anything like that.
0: That's fair. All right. John Hunter Niemicek goes to Legacy Motorsport, Jimmy Johnson's co-owned team in 2024, taking the step up from Xfinity. He actually had a Cup Series ride in 2020 for front row, had one, two, three top tens, otherwise pretty nondescript season, finished 27th in the standings. Xfinity last year he finished fourth and he had one two three four five six seven wins. wins, yeah, roughly. So he would, you know he really I think he started to figure it out and you know that kind of helps being on a good team. And I think you know Legacy is another one of those teams that I'd say has more expectations than some of the other newish teams, but is a good place for him to be. I think he'll definitely show better than he did a couple of years ago for a team like front row. So I'll give it a man. Well, if I'm going to be tough, I'm going to say it's a, another, we're going to give it a C plus just, you know, it's a good place. Okay. Following the trend
1: of me giving a slightly higher grade, I'm giving it a B minus because I think this is a good move for him But we're yet to see really what he can fully do. I think he's got the talent, though, clearly. I mean, seven wins in Xfinity and finishing fourth in the championship. I mean, that still suggests that he's and he's from a famous family. I mean, the racing genes are there, I think. So the Toyota partnership for next year will be interesting, given that he raced for Toyota in Xfinity. So I think maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe Toyota likes him and sees him as a future star. But, hey, I think you're, you're never going to be in a bad place when you can work for Jimmy Johnson, who can yeah, guide so. you, train you. I mean, so that's why I think this is actually an excellent move. Okay. Because Jimmy Johnson seems like somebody who could be your Yoda. He's He like, has that calm personality. He's sure. got that. He knows how to win. And, I mean, for the guy to be as, I'm going to say, decent as he was – in IndyCar, when he was racing on the ovals, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's—he, I mean, he's an incredible talent. So, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be—I think—a good thing. It's—it's it's a team that I believe will be on its way up.
0: Okay, all right, going down the list here: Noah Gragson to Stuart Haas. I'm giving this a C minus. His Cup debut his season cup debut last year with legacy legacy motor club was dreadful and then got suspended and released because he was an idiot. And I think in order to, I think Stuart Haas is an interesting place to be because, you know, they've struggled, but when you have Tony Stewart as one of your co-owners, it, you're only going to struggle for so long before he considers, (laughs) some sort of drastic action where he goes in there and screams at everybody or something so i think they can turn it around noah was really bad last year i don't truly know if he has atoned for his mistakes last year that's still tbd and honestly i need to see it for a full season before i believe it so c minus yeah i'll give it a c minus as well
1: it's a good place for him to be. I'm honestly a little bit surprised that he ended up there, given what we saw last season. But, I mean, for him, it's a positive, right? He gets to yeah. have a little bit of a redemption. And there
0: are, like, dogs howling outside my house right now. I Do you hear, hear that? It. I can, like, hear it faintly in the background. I can't hear it. It's not going to come through the recording, so it's not that big of a deal. But Okay, good. Yeah, it, a neighbor yeah. has like five dogs in his backyard, and
1: he leaves them outside a lot of the time. Somebody across the street, and so it sets Cooper off. Cooper, my dog, uh, a lot of the time, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they they bark pretty much constantly. So back to Noah. I, he can maybe have the redemption here. I mean, it's a make or break thing, in my opinion. Sure. So he can have the Kyle Larson type thing where he makes a mistake and it kind of moves on from it, you know, by letting his on track action do the talking rather than kind of stupid remarks or saying something ignorant. And he's just got to behave himself, I think, and focus and people will move on and respect him. But like you said, the performance has got to be there because I still think Tony Stewart could jump in the car and probably outperform half the people. in the field if not all of them yep yep so he's not an easy person to drive for I, I wouldn't think but it's also an excellent team so yeah Noah Noah's basically got to show us he's got the stuff and that he can be the polished NASCAR star that a Stuart Haas would expect him to be I mean, or you can be a little bit of a villain. Kevin Harvick was never afraid to speak his mind to those kind of people, sure. you know? But you have to be clean, at least. So yeah. if we see him do that, I think it'll be good, and we can revisit this at the end of the season. But yeah. I could also see him being the weakest Stuart Hoskar.
0: All right. Let's go to the other Stuart Hoskar. We're going to go slightly out of order here. We're going to go Josh Berry to the other Stuart Hoskar. I'm giving this a B. He filled in last year for a significant portion of the season when Chase Elliott was hurt and had a really good run. So I think he, you know, I think he learned a lot last year. So a B, good place for him to be. I think he's a talented driver. Between him and the next guy we talk about, Zane Smith, I think that's kind of your best bet for. Rookie of the Year battles. Obviously, we also have uh, Carson Josevar. Did we? Did I skip him in the list? Yeah, I skipped him in the list. So we'll, we'll we'll do the Spire guys next. But I think Josh Barry is kind of the betting favorite for Rookie of the Year right now. So I'll give it a B. I think it's a good place for him to be.
1: I'll give it a B minus and actually go under you for once. Okay. Ooh, that's what He's, she says. Sorry. He's a a bit of an older rookie, right? I mean, we did see that he he has some talent, clearly, in Hendrick equipment. So in a Stuart Haas car, I expect him to get straight in there and show some results. Because I think at age 33, you don't really have time to be a rookie. So it's especially hard to get in there in a team like Stuart Haas, right? I mean, it's a good spot for him. But I think it's the pressure is ratcheted right up immediately. Sure, I mean, I sure. guess it would have been when he jumped into a Hendrick car, too. So maybe it doesn't matter, and he can perform under that pressure. But, yeah, you don't really have room for error in the role that he's going to be in.
0: All right, that's fair. We will do the Spire guys now. Carson Hosevar is up first. Let's pull up his list here. He did the Legacy Motor Club races after Noah Gregson got the can. Had a couple kind of top twenty finishes. Nothing to really totally write home about. I don't have his Xfinity record in front of me here because because he hasn't really done much in Xfinity. He was yeah pretty much in trucks and then is oh trucks. Skipping. That's right. I I was, yeah. I was just I, I just needed to scroll down. Had a couple truck wins. It's a big jump, but Spire yep. is a team that has you know minimal pressure. Probably won't be contending for a win. So I'm going to give it a C. It's it's a fine place for him to end up and kind of get his feet wet. Probably not contend more than, you know, if there's a weird race or they nail a strategy call. But actually, I'll give it a C plus. I've convinced myself.
1: Okay, I'm going to give it a C-, minus,
0: actually. Ooh, okay. Because... The roles have reversed.
1: I'm not sure about this. I think he's... A talent in the making he seems to be a pretty solid driver but I just don't know if we've seen enough and jumping straight from basically the truck series to Spire not sure if that's your best move I think he probably could have run for a front-running team in Xfinity for a year maybe won a championship or something like that gained some more experience and then moved up to a better cup team But I guess if you get the offer to move to Cup, you can't really refuse it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more seats in Cup than there are in almost any other motorsports series. Sure. But not sure. Kind of what we talked about with Justin Haley of, you know, like a Rick Ware situation. Do you want to run for Spire? I mean, they're okay, right? You're not just going to be pathetic and terrible right right it's, right. A, it's a legitimate team and operation but sure. you're really not going to be fighting for the results that will get you noticed maybe
0: okay that's fair we we are going to go to the other spire driver kind of in the same boat in zane smith primarily trucks was the truck series champion in 2022 finished seventh last year had a little bit of a I don't want to say down year had a, a tough end to the truck season had a couple wins but had one two three four wins in his championship year had two second place season finishes the year before the years before that so definitely has the results to back it up has a smattering of xfinity starts has a very smattering of cup series starts finished 13th and is only Daytona 500 start last year, which is pretty impressive for front row motorsports. So I'm giving this a. Uh, we'll give this one a B as well. I think he can definitely contend with Josh Berry for rookie of the year. The only thing that could hold him back is being on a Spire motorsports team that is, you know, not a front running team.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it think a C-plus
0: here. Okay, wow. I, well, the roles have totally reversed now. What did you give it? A, a B. Okay. This is another
1: one where I think this is a guy who could potentially be a star. And I know starting for smaller teams is not always a bad thing, but sometimes I wonder if patience is... A better way to approach your career who knows i'm not an nascar driver i could never be an nascar driver i could so okay <laughs> yeah uh, on uh, on xbox but <laughs> i'm not sure i just feel like again this could be a move that doesn't really end up working out too well i mean your your, your goal is probably not to stay at spire for a long time So getting into Cup while you're maybe looking to wait for other seats or move up the ladder a bit in terms of your team tier, it could potentially be a good thing, but it could also almost be a waste of time. So it's a concern that you have to have.
0: All right. Next up, kind of a ride-sharing situation here, and Todd Gilliland joins forces with... The super personality Michael McDowell at Front Row Motorsports. (laughs) I really struggled with how to say that one. I will give this a C. A C. It's a decent move. I don't know. Ride shares I never feel like are the best move unless you have no other job opportunities out there. So I, I might... Wanna bump it to a C plus, but we're gonna stick with a C because I I'm just not totally convinced that this is a great move.
1: Wait, I thought he was going to be
0: driving full time next season. Is he in the other front row motor sports cart? I thought he was part time yeah, because that's sure that's he's... what my that's what my note from Shelby says.
1: Oh, okay. Well, are we gonna? Are you trying to throw Shelby under the bus? If maybe yes, a hundred,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. Nope. I'm. I'm sorry. It is. It is. Shelby just doesn't know how to write very well, because the front row motorsports lineup will remain intact in 2024 as yeah. McDowell and Todd Golan will return to the 34 and 38. So no changes there. I don't know why this is on the list so we're gonna move on from that one and i'm going to leave this in the episode so shelby feels a ton of shame
1: the i think the reason that she included it is because todd is going from uh rideshare, right last okay. season okay to the full-time ride so he when we spoke to him on our episode interview last year step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family Cannolis and spins mean everything. Now
0: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
1: Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slots. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Sports stars, they're like superheroes.
1: But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo Jo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. he was hoping to get this full-time ride and so this is a good thing for him i think it's going to be yeah you have the security now of a full-time ride so sure i don't know if we'll give it a grade because he's staying with the same team and it's it's kind of a minimal change yeah but good for him and uh, you know somebody who sat down with us for an interview and go back and listen to that if you haven't um it was kind of cool to hear him discuss how he was trying to prove that he deserved this full-time ride and so to go back and listen to that and know that he now got it you know might be fascinating
0: i will republish all of the nascar interviews on this feed throughout january there should be one coming the next couple days i have to record like a very brief kind of hey this interview we did previously but here it is again sort of interlude for context yeah Yeah. for context like later today okay Mm -hmm. We have a list of open entries, open seats, maybe some part-time seats. We're not going to give these letter grades. I'm just going to run through these real quick. They are from tobychristie.com. This is pretty current, so we should be pretty up-to-date. Colleague Racing has a 13-car wide open for Erebus Motorsports slash RCR. We have Brody Kostecki, holy hell, four to five races in the 33-car He's a supercars he guy, right? Another, Yeah, another supercars guy coming over. He also said he doesn't necessarily want to be full-time Cup Series at any point. He still wants to do the supercars, so we'll see there. The 36 car, which is a front-row motorsports car, is open. The 44 for whatever NY Racing is. TMT Racing has the 50 car open, which you saw Connor Daly in here and there and some other randoms. Beard? Floyd Mayweather team, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, just don't even get me started. That'll be our like our running joke throughout the season here. Anthony Alfredo has the Daytona 500 and the first Talladega in the 62 for Beard. It is TBA for Daytona two and Talladega two throughout the year, so we'll see there. The 67 car, which was Travis Pastrana in the Daytona 500 last year for 23XI, is totally open right now. The Live Fast Motorsports has BJ McLeod for six races. Jimmy Johnson is at least in three races for Legacy Motor Club with Advent Health for as a sponsor for Texas, Charlotte, and Kansas One. And then Shane Van Gisbergen is in at least four races with WeatherTech as a sponsor. He's also doing ARCA before the Daytona 500 and I think some or a decent amount of Xfinity races. I don't have it on the list here, so... There, we'll just yes. leave that as... Yeah, that's what I thought. Leave that there. Okay, we have some Xfinity Series ones here. We are going to kind of go through this a little bit quicker. We don't have to go as full onto the explanation side of things as well. And then I have a list, Frenchie, for... Joe Gibbs Racing that I did not send you because they have like 8 guys for 4 seats in Xfinity oh, yeah. so I will run through that when we get through all Saw these here <laughs> yeah. Jesse Love to RCR in place of Sheldon Creed I I think that's a good, a good place to be for a potential playoff team or potential playoff car in 2024 so uh, I don't know I'd say that's a solid B I don't know if you disagree or agree, but <laughs> not sure. Sheldon Creed
1: said that he felt like the car was what was holding him back a lot ooh, of the time. Recently, ooh, I missed that that one. was his quote from a few weeks ago, I think. Okay. So, okay. Um, not sure. I mean, Sheldon Creed had some definitely big moments, I would say. I'm not going to call them positive <laughs> moments last season. Yep. Yep. But, hey, I mean, it's, it's RCR. It's a an iconic team. They have not necessarily run very well recently, I don't think, but I don't know. I mean, if you've got the talent and you're with a major name, they have a connection to the Cup Series, so maybe Austin Dillon will finally retire and you can take a seat, because he hasn't done anything ever, really.
0: Sammy (laughs) Smith. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) He just got got real vicious there. Nepotism. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Sammy Smith going to Junior Motorsports next year. I think this is a guy to look out for who is definitely a championship contender in 2024, making the jump to Xfinity Series. Last year for Joe Gibbs, he finished sixth in the full season. He had a win. He had a bunch of top tens, a couple top fives, a couple podiums. So a really good start to the year for a really young kid. I think he's, like, 19. So, oh, he's... he's uh, Frenchie, you and, you and uh, Sammy Smith share a birthday. I know, I was going to say so, that. go June birthdays. We
1: also are separated by just over a decade. So that makes me feel like a really old man, especially looking at the photo that he has on Wikipedia, because, wow. I mean, yes, it says that he's 19, right or 20 19 yeah but he looks maybe 15 14 he's got a he's got a bit of a baby face here and nothing not to disrespect the guy um yeah i mean your driving ability is what matters more but wow the the, they keep getting younger
0: so i'm giving this one a b plus i think this will be the highest letter grade i give out in this entire episode wow uh, is it because the next two, we'll... of the birthday right totally totally all only the birthday i think he might be so like you know as a card collector sports card collector in my spare time there are no IndyCar, formula one cards are far too expensive and honestly not worth the cost sammy smith might be my might be my my target for some for some racing cards you just
1: destroyed your own market. You're going to make everyone go out and buy these cards so that you have to buy it from them,
0: and they're going to jack up the prices. That's fine. I can, you know, listen if it helps the economy or... Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that one. So the next two we're going to go through really quick, Josh Williams to Colleague. i say that's a C plus. Fine. Colleague's a decent Xfinity team. And Brennan Poole to Alpha Prime Racing. I'm looking at Brennan Poole's stats. He had a really good Xfinity run in 2016-2017 when Ganassi had an Xfinity Series team. That was so long ago, I don't even remember that they had an Xfinity Series team. Wow. He ran a couple Cup Series races last year for Rick Ware Racing in the 15 car very non-interesting finishes. <laughs> yeah, you yep, have only one in the top thirty. Last year, ran a full season minus one race for JD Motorsports in the six car. Had one top five and a whole lot of nothing otherwise. Twenty twenty two, he was in the Mark Mike Harmon car, which did absolutely nothing. He D N Q'd essentially every race. <laughs> and, but you can't blame that one on him. That's a, that's a pretty lousy car. So you know, we'll we'll give that one a pass. But I'm giving this one a C minus just because I don't think this is going to be a combination to, that we really need to pay all that much attention to. Wow, and... that was higher than I expected for you. You're just given mm-hmm. like the,
1: all the stuff you read off his resume.
0: Yep, yep, pretty much. And I know very little about mentioned... prime Racing though. So we mentioned Shane Van Gisbergen is part time. We're going to skip, you know, because there's a ton of part time in Xfinity. We're gonna we're we're not going to worry about that. We have one more full series, full season driver, and that is the illustrious and often controversial Haley Deegan signing a multi year deal with AM Racing to drive the. 15 car in 2024 where is my list here here we go she you know has a really detailed experience you know lots of karting worked her way up through the k&n series through arca has done some imsa as well she has one xfinity series start last year for ss Greenlight racing finished 13th which isn't too bad yeah, you know, her truck series results leave quite a bit to be desired, but an AM Racing is a a smaller team, pretty new. I don't think this is like something that where we should we're going to be surprised and see her make a playoff run at least in twenty twenty four. But for a team with little expectations and having a driver who you know needs the experience and needs the seasoning, I don't think it's a bad place to be. So I'll give it a C. Yeah, I
1: think that's pretty reasonable. I don't know. Wow, I don't even know if I could give this a letter grade because I'm so uncertain of how this is going to go.
0: Yeah, this but is, yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. It's good for, I think, the sport overall because she is a name I believe that's known outside NASCAR fanatics, sure, and so sure. it's going to be some good publicity. She's got a personality, whether you like it or not. I mean, that doesn't necessarily matter because she gets engagement and press so hey you know it's it's always good to see more female drivers and inclusion in nascar and you hope to see some success right we want to see somebody that doesn't perform like danica and just disappoint (laughs) over and over and over again
0: yeah well we'll wrap this there Next week, maybe we can, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll do an early predictions episode. You know, we'll, and, and if, if we can, we'll get to some news if there's any news that pops up, but what's up? I wanted to just close out this week by
1: offering our condolences, I guess, or kind of a memorial to the late, great Cale Yarbrough. Just an absolute icon, legend of the sport, somebody who... I actually read his biography. It's a great book. I think it's called They Call Him Kale or something like that. Let me make sure it's on my... Yeah, They Call Him Kale by Joe McGinnis. It's a bit of an older book, I think. It's a few years old, but 2008. So it's, it's not super recent, but, I mean, obviously, Kale didn't do any more races since 2008, so you've got his full NASCAR career. This is a guy who... Is tied with Jimmy Johnson for sixth on the all-time win list in NASCAR. I mean, numerous. Well, he won three back-to-back NASCAR Cup Series championships, I think in 76, 77, 78. I will see if my history is correct. I'm not 100%. I think that's <laughs> right. And then he won, I believe, four Daytona 500s. So And he's one of the toughest guys. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily... I've known it because I think he sometimes was a little bit quieter. He didn't... I mean, he was either quiet or angry, it seemed like, in all the clips <laughs> that I've ever seen of him. But I think he mellowed out in his later life and was a pretty fascinating guy. So just somebody who... I mean, he was 84 years old, I believe. So he lived a long life. But, you know, it's still sad to see the sport lose an icon like that in and in a Hall of Famer. So... Just wanted to leave the listeners with that and honor our history a bit.
0: Yeah, well said. All right, we'll do some predictions and whatnot next week. We'll try to keep it around the same length between 35 and 45 minutes. But from here on forward, we are weekly, probably Wednesday or Thursday releases for the most part, all year long interviews will start in a couple weeks hopefully i'm trying to get those scheduled but you know how that goes it takes a long time to deal with some pr reps so we'll we'll see there as drivers come off of winter break and start heading to the shop and whatnot again that's all i got everybody have a lovely day and we'll be back next week